to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. I might throw up on you. You're doing fine. You don't seem afraid at all. I don't understand that. Fear is sort of an odd thing. We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're we're so lost. We need something to keep us busy while we wait for them to get here. We're also watching the classic ABC TV series Lost for the first time. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Amory DeSimone. And this is our first episode. First. So. First one. So, you know, we're working on it. We're, uh, got we're getting there. We have Sorry. we have some stuff hanging up on the back wall there. We're uh, lost. We are not streaming this live at live.universebox.com nope. because it's not an official show yet. Not yet. Gotta earn it. Uh, yeah, basically. I, and it, that, I guess that's a good segue to talk about this. Uh, basically, what we've done here is uh, we have... We have have a patreon at patreon.com slash universe box which helps support a lot of the fan cast we do like mm-hmm. a greetings from storybrook yep. about once upon a time legends of gotham yep. about gotham what's the other one universe box what's that one about which story is-, is set to a theme we have all sorts of different mm-hmm. segments we'll do recipes and talk about music and watch shows that we have watched in the past very true i uh, but this this is different because we've never different. seen the show we before. have never really seen it yeah no. and, and we actually get bugged a lot by our listeners uh from greetings from storybrook because a lot of the same people who worked on lost work on uh once upon a time so a lot of our greetings listeners constantly talk about Lost, and this character this actor was on lost and this is a reference to lost and we feel completely and lost we're, lo- we're so yeah. lost yeah every single time it happens so basically uh what what we've done is we've set up a milestone in our patreon <laughs> This is Bill and Anne-Marie from the future. Future, you, future, 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 future. We got to go back to the future. No, wait, that's no, the wrong thing. Bro. That's the entirely wrong thing. <laughs> uh, we wanted to mention before we got started here, uh, we recorded this back in May of 2014 or 15. 2015. Yeah, uh, back to the back past, I guess. Uh, no, but uh, we recorded this in May of 2015 and – we were doing it as kind of like a teaser for if we reached a Patreon milestone, we'd be doing this podcast. Well, obviously, we we're just doing- uh, decided to do it. Yeah, so we're doing it now. So uh, the Patreon thing, while appreciated, is no longer as necessary, but we hit it pretty hard in this first yeah, episode. So if you, if you think every episode is going to be like this, it's no. Not. Uh, nope. We basically just have the one little commercial break where we talk about the Patreon and every other episode that we've done. Yep. Uh, but we just wanted to make sure you guys were aware that we aren't going to be advertising as heavily as heavily as we did for In Pilot Part episode. 1. Correct. Yeah. So I guess now we'll uh, take it back to a billionaire Marie from the past. Go ahead, guys. That's a monster. Don't yell. Okay, yeah, we'll see. Okay, but why don't we go ahead and get started with our, our main discussion of this first half of the pilot here. Amory, why don't you take it away with our rhyming episode summary as we are wont to do. Shouldn't the beach be more relaxing? Fire and brimstone and plane wings are taxing. Jack takes it in stride along with his wound while protecting passengers in and out of the womb. Kate sews skin once she finds the islet. We're crashing down on the epic lost pilot. Pilot! 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 Parkman's the pilot. The what did pilot. you think overall? Because you, okay. you, because uh, you know, we say we haven't watched Lost, but I've actually seen uh, the first season, most of it when it first came out, but I've forgotten ninety percent of it. Uh, but you've never watched it. 
No, I haven't. I really liked it. You really liked it? They were all right. <laughs> they were all right about it. <laughs> they were life. right. That's actually one of my wife. One of your first points. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it was good. It was good. What about you? Was it the same as when you watched it many, many moons ago? Yeah. If anything, I, I think I liked it more. And I think it was because we stopped right at the, the break between the first and second part of the pilot. Because if I remember correctly, the, the, the tone kind of changes in the second half, mm-hmm. uh, where this one was more of like a, a monster movie or a horror movie. Jurassic Park. Yeah. It, I was like, like, okay, this is perfect. It's Jurassic uh-huh. World weekend, and there's a dinosaur. Yeah, or well, at least it felt like it. Well, I guess that go ahead, goes ahead and uh, leads into my first point pretty well. It, it was kind of weird. I thought the, the weird tonal shift uh, throughout the episode, but from, from kind of like a, a serious dramatic take on modern take on Gilligan's Island mm-hmm. to a complete like horror movie. Yeah, a little bit. It, like it, it just goes uh, this big tonal shift. And it, it really starts when those noises start out in the jungle the first night. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, obviously that's uh, the SM. The smoke monster. The infamous smoke monster? Yes, yes. Sure. Which I, I don't think you get to see much of the smoke. No, in episode, I have no but. idea what's going on. It, I just, there was like sudden rain. And it's a guy he, who smokes. He's like, hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. <laughs> I'm the monster. I smoke. He must be pretty tall. <laughs> no, but I, it, it, and it, the, that, that tonal shift uh, over into horror and kind of like mm-hmm. all the jump scares and everything was, was way harsher than I, I remembered it being. I, you know, because a, a plane crash, you know, the, the basic premise of, uh, group of people crashing mm-hmm. on an island that's terrifying enough i mean i yeah, like anytime i go on a plane that entire scenario it's actually the version of it that was in the final destination movies oh really yeah but kind of flashes through my head and that's why i'm asking for the extra bottles of vodka from the stewardess <laughs> you know? the vodka. yeah but you know then to add a monster in on top of that all ugh. Yuck. Yeah. I, and it also, uh, and I'll get, get into this more later, but it also, kind of the setup and, and the horror elements remind me a lot of a Stephen King story. You know, the jump scares mm. being the most obvious and kind of like that mysterious other off in the, off in the dark in the shadows. And yeah, everything. it was really But cool. there's yeah, some other parallels there that we'll get to hey, with Stephen King's work, which I guess he's a big Lost fan, so it makes oh, sense. Oh, is he? Yeah. Got it. But okay. uh, yeah, you want to go? So, so my, my first point is, all right, you got me. <laughs> you got me. It sucked me in immediately. Um, I remember like a couple years ago laying around going, hmm, I need something to binge watch because that's what I do. And I was like, I'm going to watch the pilot of Lost. Mm-hmm. And this was before greeting some storybook and everybody Parkman. beating it. I think actually that might have been why. And I was like, I'm Because Greg Ger- Grunberg. From yeah, because Greg yeah. Grunberg. And um, yeah, I don't think I even made it to the monster's first appearance. Mm. Appearance. It's very loosely. You were used. just like, this is boring. They're just hanging out on a beach. I don't think I was in the right frame of mind to be watching. I don't know. I was probably like 10 o'clock at night and I'm like half asleep on the couch. I'm like, this is great. No. <laughs> um, and I just never picked it up again. Mm-hmm. But I think now that I already love Emily DeRaven, Jorge yes. Garcia and Parkman. Or Greg Grunberg, because I couldn't think of his name earlier. Um, it made it a lot easier for me mm-hmm. because I'm already committed to those actors and characters that they've played. Yeah. Um, and I'm familiar with – and now them on an island with all these new people, like I think it's it's really cool. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to see actually – because I know there is a significant amount more of uh, actors that we should be familiar with. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll say this. Uh, when we're doing the Once Upon a Time podcast, nine times out of ten where they're like, oh, and that person was on Lost. I don't remember them at all. Yeah. So, so, you know, we have a lot of lost characters to still show I actually kind of expected to um, 
find out more of them mm-hmm. in the pilot and then they were like 48 people survived i'm like there was 48 people on a lot of beach? red search on that there was red shirts on that beach a lot of, a lot of cannon <laughs> fodder yeah um but like uh what was i gonna say uh i just don't understand like after we meet those initial 48 or so where are we getting new people because they're on an island I, don't spoil it for me i'm not gonna spoil it for you but i i definitely uh there, there was a there there's something coming well there's always yeah. something coming i will and i i really liked a lot of the characters that we did meet except <clears throat> for the bitch who was painting her toenails and refused chocolate <laughs> because she cannot be trusted she turned out she's i'm not gonna start e- drink, eating chocolate now excuse me <laughs> <laughs> you will always take the chocolate. Have you? No, you haven't seen Harry Potter. Probably keeps the Dementors away. Brings happy thoughts. They might have seen some Harry Potter. Yeah, nah. not her. Mm. Just too busy painting her toenails and watching <laughs> Mean Girls. <laughs> Fair anyway, enough. your turn. My turn. Okay, uh, Jack the Leader I want to talk about. Good old Jack. Yeah. Jackie boy. Matthew Good, right? I uh, played Racer. Most famously Matthew played Good. played uh, Racer. Er, isn't that the actor's name? No. No, what's Matthew his name? Fox. Matthew Fox. Who's Matthew Good then? I have no idea, but it's not relevant. There, There is a Matthew Good. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a completely different guy. Matthew Fox. Hey, who I, who I, I, believe, <laughs> I believe played uh, Racer X. Most famously played Racer X in the Speed Racer movie. Uh, yeah. But but that's not he, he stars as Jack, uh, basically our, our kind of t- keying character, the first mm-hmm. guy we see. See and, and he uh, jumps into the leader position naturally, pretty much yeah. immediately, which I, I think makes total sense because uh, he was a doctor. They're on a plane. He is you know. a doctor. Uh, he, he was a doctor. He is a doctor. He, he has the skills of a doctor now, but there's no licensing board on the island yet. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't started that one yet. No, no, uh, they'll get there. They'll okay. get there. They they haven't built up the bureaucracy yet. Uh, but uh, it, you know, it makes sense since he's a doctor and they're on a plane. And you know, always is there a doctor on the plane? Or mm-hmm. you know, that's very important because you know, up in the sky, mm-hmm. you know, they they need one if possible. So it also makes sense why a lot of uh, the people around him sort of naturally accept him as the leader and listen to what he has to say and everything, right? And, uh, you know, so uh, that makes a lot of sense uh, that he kind of falls in that leader position. And I also kind of – I kind of trust him as a leader because he seems to believe in the potential of all the castaways. Like, right. you know, whether it's Hurley or the, the other guy uh, who was looking for the pens or this, oh, that, and the, the other. Oh, the poor pen guy. Like, like – Jack just always turns and like locks on someone and he's like, okay, you can do this and this is what you're going to do. No. And it reminds me a lot of another doctor. Doctor Who. <laughs> it reminds me like Matt Smith's first episode when he like bust in on that guy on his laptop and he's okay, like, okay, you're going to save the world. Here's how you're going to do it. You can do it. Bye. Uh, you know, they, just that kind of confidence in other people, mm-hmm. I think, I think shows that he has the potential to be a really good leader of this group. Right. And everything. And I also, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, I forget, but what okay, did, well, what while you, you think, think about, about it, uh, I was going to say, why are you trying to figure that out? <laughs> I was actually a little surprised by him. Um, mm-hmm. Because at first he's just like in the middle of the jungle all by himself and he seemed a little creeped out. Or I mean, uh-huh. who wouldn't be? You landed in the middle of the jungle. Uh, but I wasn't sure. I don't know. And then he was wondering. He actually seemed really surprised to find the plane. Mm-hmm. So that seemed. Well, I think he like. I, I think he, said he just he blacked out. Yeah, he didn't remember much about what was going on or anything. No. By the way, did you notice that bamboo stalk that was like right between his legs when he woke up in the jungle? Like oh. he must have fallen just right to not oh, get no, stabbed I didn't by that. Even notice. Yeah, it was like I uh, could have castrated him if it had been like an inch either way. <laughs> 
much. Um, no, but I mean, he as soon as he realized what was going on, he hopped into action. But at first, he mm-hmm. just seemed really surprised by how did we get here? Yeah, very. You know, we too. we get that flashback where we basically see you know the start of the descent, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why are you surprised? There was a person literally like flew in the air. <laughs> On the plane. Mm. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah. Um, well, so. I mean, you know, obviously falling out of a falling plane right. or whatever, you know, you, that, that could give you some head trauma probably. You Put you, Give you some shock. So, what did you think about him hiding his injury? His, his little wound on his side there. Like, I, I thought that was a little, little weird because, I mean, he's a doctor. Like, doctors are generally more practical than, you know, I have to be brave for everyone and not let on that I'm injured. You know, yes, they're like, but- no, that can get infected. Someone help me out. You know? Yes, but no. Mm-hmm. He knew his injury wasn't as severe as people who were pinned under the wing of a mm-hmm. plane. A pregnant lady screaming from the wa- the shoreline. After jumping on her, like, belly flopping <laughs> on the beach. Okay, what are you going to do when plane? there's an explosion behind you? Like, cool had, pregnant ladies run from explosions. She had no choice. Like, yeah. it knocked her over. Um, Though I'm really surprised she hasn't gone into labor yet in you know, mm. the first 24 hours. Um, but yeah, so I, um, I'm actually not surprised that he hit his injury though. That was, yeah. So yeah, he's better now. I like Jack so far. I like Jackie boy. He seems like a good, good guy. Good guy. He also gave us the fear for five seconds. Mm -hmm. I love the fear for five seconds. I love the origin of the fear for five seconds. I want to incorporate it into my day to day (laughs) life. Unfortunately, I will Mm -hmm. constantly be counting five, four, three, two, one. You know what that actually reminded me a lot of uh, from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, where she's like, "You can get through <gasps> anything, anything for ten seconds, anything for ten seconds." Which, yes, which is like it, it's like cool hearing hearing this uh, given voice both in Lost and in Kimmy Schmidt, yeah. just because like I mean that's like a like a technique I've never really given a name to, but like when I've had like bad things going on, when I've had had an injury or major discomfort or something like that, mm-hmm. that's how I get through it, and I never really consciously thought I'm going to count ten seconds. But that's exactly what happened. So I, I, I thought it was I, really cool that I, I saw that and identified with it for sure. Excuse me. I really liked it. Um, I think it's something that they really should um, spread throughout the island for everyone, especially <laughs> once we got the yeah. Jurassic Park element mm-hmm. into the show where like trees were falling over. Yeah. Jack and Kate should hold a, a, a self-help and, seminar Jack on the Kate. island. Jack and Kate. Jack and Kate plus eight. Jack and Kate plus 48. There we go. That's a good title, ah! alternate title for the show. That's oh, fantastic. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to get back into the main discussion here in just a second. But first, and we talked about this in a little bit a little bit at the beginning of the episode. So yes. we can kind of glaze over it a little bit. A little but, bit uh, today. but I want to tell you a little bit about our Patreon over at patreon.com slash universe box. All right. Patreon.com slash universe box um, is where you can support our three weekly and our possibly two more more bi-weekly podcasts Mm -hmm. um we like doing this we really do but it takes a lot of time it takes you know time is money so Mm -hmm. um any support that we can get we greatly appreciate uh we've already been able to eliminate um external ads um as well as what was our other goal i we the monthly patron oh we have our monthly patron which which we just did last week i think uh to last week week or two weeks ago to plan out the next 15 episodes i think it was two weeks ago um where we planned everything but we like to have these exclusive hangouts where we talk with our donors Mm -hmm. and you know just get to know them we'll pull them into a hangout and actually get to speak 
speak face to face, which yeah, is nice. Always a lot of fun. Um, but you can donate anything starting from ten cents up. We have all sorts of different levels. You're gonna get free books, exclusive content. We'll write you a handwritten letter. We'll do a special podcast just with you. You pick the topic. Mm-hmm. All of that good stuff. Um, it, it, it's fun. But, um, you know, we really like the podcasts and all this, but like I said, we do need a little bit of, little bit of support guys. Yeah. And like I said, uh, that $200 a month, you're going to get, uh, the biweekly, uh, movie commentaries from us, which Mm -hmm. if you've ever, uh, listened to our commentaries over on greetings from Storybrooke or Legends of Gotham, you have an idea. And uh, so that's uh, – we're less than $25 away from that goal. Oh, come on, guys. Somebody's and, got some scratch. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, 325 So we're less than 150 away from our second goal of doing this podcast all the Regularly. time. Regularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can, we can get that out there soon and hopefully hit that instant reactions one before the uh, – season comes back the yeah, net, fall the, season the tv shows we do fan cast for comes back yep so that'll be exciting and also if you um don't want to make a monthly pledge you're welcome to make a one-time donation over on our youtube channel there should be a little button yeah or just go to youtube.universebox.com and you yeah, can that, find it over there to uh but if you want to donate to our Patre- patreon go over to patreon.com slash universe box and we really really super duper duper mm-hmm. appreciate it Okay, so let's see here. Okay, I guess we should talk a little bit about, uh, well, as we mentioned, uh, John, Jack and Kate plus 48, uh, the ensemble. There's a big ensemble cast on there this really show. Is. Like, it, it's huge. It's massive. They, in, in, right here in the pilot episode, they throw a ton of characters at us really quick, so much so that it's kind of hard keeping some of them straight, right? A little bit. It, besides the, the Jack, Kate, Charlie, and, uh, Charlie, and uh, Hurley, just because Hurley is so. Hurley? Her, uh, Tiny. Oh, Tiny. Yeah, from Once Upon a Time. See, this is what I, I don't, <laughs> uh, I'm actually better at their real names. Oh, hey, but, that. you know, this is something else that kind of, it, that really reminds me of a Stephen King novel or even like a, I, my online uh, buddies, uh, Sean Platt and David Wright's Yesterday's Gone or Stephen King's uh, The Stand or Under the Dome, where they just like in the first like little bit just throw a ton of characters at you. Mm. Here's all these characters. Here's the situation, and then we're going to use the situation to explore these characters for, well, in Stephen King's case, thousands of pages. <laughs> uh, you, you know, so it, it definitely feels like the setup for one of those classic Stephen King-type stories. And, and uh, I, I remember them doing a good job fleshing out this initial set of characters over the cor- mm-hmm. curse of the fir- curse over the curse of the first year over the course of the first uh <laughs> season and everything especially uh you know just like individualized like flashbacks and stuff which are important and once become very important and lost too we only get one in this one i think mm-hmm. but uh you know so i it you know if this was another series and i didn't know that that was going to happen i might feel like I don't know what's really going on here too yeah, much. Yeah, I think I mean, you know, I mean, we know just enough. Yeah, it might feel like the attention's too divided uh, with all See? these different people and everything like that. But be, considering I know where it goes, I, it doesn't bother me that much. It might be something I, I would bitch about to bitch about. Yeah, uh, you know, if I didn't know that that problem gets addressed, yeah, that that I, you know they flesh things out. I actually like how there's so many characters and we get to know so many mm-hmm. people, even though the bitch was t- painting her toenails and refusing chocolate. Really <laughs> stuck in me. Um, but no, I liked all that and you know the stoner that he sent for the pens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, will any of these work? <laughs> I didn't know what was best. And then he's like, yeah, there, boy, there, there, they'll all work. Um, but I don't understand annoying band guy Charlie. And mm-hmm. what was he doing in the bathroom? Oh, that, is he doing drugs? 
You basically, yeah. But why well, did he have to travel all the way through the jungle to use the restroom on half of a plane? I mean, this gets revealed in the next half. I can Does tell it? you right now. Oh, or did he hide his drugs in that bathroom? Yeah, okay. yeah, that that was it. He, he, oh. we, and actually, I believe I correct correct me if I'm wrong out there, listeners who aren't officially out there yet. But I believe he's the guy we see running on the plane. I thought. Because so. they, they realize he's up to something in the bathroom and they try to stop him and they're chasing him down and the plane goes down. So but his they drugs chased him to the there. front. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he runs to the front. Maybe and they realize he's on he's drugs. Running? They realize he's on drugs or something and they're chasing him to the front and he gets in the bathroom to hide the drugs and the plane crashes. I can't he remember exactly. This is an issue that will be answered for sure I'm in our sh- next episode of We're I'm So sure. Lost. And right now, we're sound- now we are so yeah, lost. Yeah, we're sounding very man. lost right now. Um, but yeah, ensemble <laughs> cast. Like, it's good. Yeah. It, it's just a situation yeah, where. So you're just going to skip the fact that I just did a point? Oh, was that a. That was my point. Okay. That was my confusion. That's oh, cool. That's I thought cool you man. were contributing to. I mean, my I point. was contributing, but it was my point. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, but yeah, it definitely like what I let's go back, circle back to the ensemble cast, okay, cast a little bit, just because uh, I I just that that method of storytelling it, it's very effective. It works very well. I've read stories that I really enjoy with it. It's not my favorite way to go about it. I I'm I'm you it, like to focus on one or two and be done. One with or it. two characters, kind of like hyper focused in, and then I, I'm more of like a like a. I'm more of a fan of the Odyssey kind of thing where it's like one or two, like a, a, a small cast of characters going on a journey. I enjoy the ensemble mm-hmm. a lot because yeah. it gives you um, variety. You mm-hmm. you automatically have variety because you have different personalities and tones. And yeah. You have a different voice for and every if character. It's, and from a writer's perspective, if a scene's getting boring, you can throw someone in there with a completely different perspective exactly. to kind of throw things up and get that extra two pages in that exactly. you need or whatever. Exactly. So it's always good. Exactly. Okay. Speaking of writers, uh, Once Upon a Lost, as we mentioned Once at the top of the show, a, a big part of our impetuous for doing this is because of all you greetings from Storybrooke fans mm-hmm. who've been honest about it. So we, I figured it would do well to go ahead and mention the few little connections to Once Upon a Time mm-hmm. that show up in this episode. I, so first of all, Emily DeRaven. I, I did not realize that's who she was playing on Lost because I remember that character very specifically. I well, remember, she was pregnant. Yeah, I remember in Blonde too, which kind of threw me off. Uh, Why? But, what's that? Why? Because she's not blonde on Once, Once Upon a Time. Oh, it's her natural hair color. Yeah, yeah. But sure. it, it's just kind of threw me off because I'm used to seeing her as Brunette. Belle. Gotcha. Right? And uh, so I, I remembered the character. I, I never bothered to look up who Emily played on Lost because I was like, oh, she was just on Lost. She probably came in on a later season. No, yep. she was one of the core cast members from the first episode. Yep. So if, I, if I've ever said anything along those lines on greetings or something, you sorry You probably have. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably like, oh, yeah, she comes in like she six or seven. Later, right? Six yeah, seasons. Totally sure. later. Okay, uh, but and yeah, the the falling on the baby thing was just oh, like oh, fa- made me wince. Uh, it made you wince. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've had babies in my belly. Like yeah. I was like ow, 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 ow. But I mean, it makes sense. There's an explosion behind you, but ow. Yeah, like uh, I it, still don't know. How ironically, probably the safest thing you could have done for the baby, burying it in the sand like that. It's like a what's that bird? Um, flamingo. So I don't. I forget. I think it's a flamingo. <laughs> anyway, okay. anyway, I digress. Okay, so next up is a tiny or Hurley, depending uh, on what show you know him from. Yeah. I, Jorge Garcia, I, and you know he's he's just an awesome actor. He's he's fun, uh, mm-hmm. funny. I, although it seems putting him in charge of the food uh, seemed both mean uh, from from like a writer's perspective and foolish oh. from the character's perspective. Why? I don't think like, it was I, mean. I actually think mm-hmm. he took initiative. 
and mm-hmm. did it on his own. And he actually went out of his way and he gave Emily yeah. the Raven's character his food too. He I, gave her two. I, oh yeah, I noticed that. And he was very generous with it. I'm just saying from like a strategic standpoint, trying to get, get uh, things together here. And this was something I had a problem with overall is just like it seemed like the group as a whole was making decisions that were a little unwise it seems putting the fat guy in charge of the food seems like an unwise choice in the end it turned out all right because hurley is a really good guy right but uh it's but i don't think anybody put him in charge of it Mm -hmm. i think that was him taking an initiative and and to be fair it could have been a situation where they showed that explicitly and i wasn't paying attention or something like that but uh, one of the uh what was the other thing well i guess we'll get to it in a minute here but uh so tiny and her (laughs) did you like tiny and Hurley though? I did. He was mm-hmm. so sweet. Mm-hmm. He's a very sweet character. Tiny and Hurley. Tiny, tiny slash Hurley. Tiny slash Hurley. Um, no, I like the Jack is like, hey, don't leave her. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. First of all, where would he be going? Why? He wouldn't want to like, you'd have to be a pretty mean person to leave the pregnant lady who's having contractions. Oh, yeah, for sure. On the beach after the plane crash. For sure. Anyway. Okay. And uh, next up is a Saeed who played Jafar on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I really didn't like him very much on uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, but I remember really liking him on Lost. But this episode, he, he didn't he, have much. He had like two lines. He basically said, hi, I'm Saeed. Please do Hello, this. Hello, I am Saeed. I will be more important That's later in the season. awful. What do you mean? Your accent was horrible. Oh, was it? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, w- I wasn't really even trying to do an accent. I was oh. just trying to do a deep voice. Oh, no. You did an accent. Did I? It was not so good. Um, I, I probably keyed off the name Saeed. Sa- yeah. Saeed or Saeed. I, Saeed. I, Saeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. If I'll like him again this time or not, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, And uh, what, what did you think of him? Just like. There wasn't really yeah. much to think. And last, last <laughs> I didn't recognize him. You had to point him out to me. And I was like, oh. Okay. Last but not least, the real star of this show. Parkman! I, all seven seasons or eight seasons or whatever. Parkman. Uh, Greg Grunberg as the pilot. <laughs> I, I just uh, felt needed to mention it because he, he's... Been, he was one of our favorites on Heroes. For sure, for sure. And if people don't know, he's one of J.J. Uh, Abrams, who uh, is the executive producer on Lost, considers uh, Greg Grunberg kind of like his good luck charm. And he tries to put him in every movie he works on, whether like in Star Trek, I believe he was just a voice on the radio to where he'll just have like little cameos in all of J.J. Abrams' projects. He'll probably be in Star Wars somewhere too. I'm sure he is. I'm trying to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, he is in Star Wars. The Force Awakens. The Force Unleashed Awakens. He's also going to be on Heroes Reborn. Nice. Parkman's coming back, baby. Sweet. That's what I was actually looking to see if he was coming back. I was like, I need to know. Okay. And uh, and what we're going to do here since we're kind of having a truncated discussion about this is at the end we're both going to do kind of like small bits from our notes that we wanted to talk okay. about. So, Emery, why don't you go first? Who let the eight-month pregnant woman on a plane for a very, very long mm-hmm. flight? Because they're a thousand miles off course. I would assume she's either very rich or she had a very important reason to get she to where did she was not, going. I'm sorry. She did not look very rich with her teeny <laughs> well, tiny tank how tops. Rich, how rich did uh, Mrs. Howell look when the, the, min- when the minnow like- washed up on the island, you know? Like she probably looked a little better than actually that. Mrs. Howell looked really, Mrs. really, Howell was she had like, like a, a stole on. Yeah. She's <laughs> so, good. Point, point withdrawn. Point withdrawn. Yes. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, uh, you want me to go through all of mine? Yeah. Just all right. Mystery dog. Mm-hmm. What's up, homie? Um, it kind of reminded me of the wolf from once upon a time. Yes. Apparently they're just like four legged animals. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very convenient that the plane somehow went off of all of the radars. They were a thousand miles off course. How do you get a thousand miles off course? Mm-hmm. And that the little Doppler savey thing was broken. It's like somebody planned the crash. I, I, I would assume that there's something to that. 
I feel like there has to be because yeah. that's three very large mm-hmm. things. Yeah, like I, I, I honestly don't remember any specifics, so I, I I'm not going to spoil you here or anything. And but if uh, you are, it's an accident. No, but I definitely know there, there's some overarching thing controlling everything that's going on here. Yes. There, there, there's a conspiracy. If you see a conspiracy, you're correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, the kid is by far the most chill of all of the survivors. Oh yeah, for sure. I like. Well, I don't know. Walt, what is he, I think his name. I don't is, know, yeah. but he was like ten, and he's like bodies. B o d i e s, not b o dot b y s. Oh, Hurley, oh. learn to spell. Well, he was trying to be sweet. He's probably mm-hmm. in shock. Yeah. Um, also, I love the guy with the orange smile who sat in the middle of the rain. The <laughs> oh yeah, I that, love him. That's Locke. Who? Locke. Okay. L o c k e. Yeah, I'd assume. So he he's a very important character. It, Ter- Terry I got, O'Quinn. I got the impression that he's mm-hmm. a very important person. Oh yeah, like uh, there's a lot of f- philosophy and stuff going on in this show, and he actually rep- I believe he represents the philosopher uh, Thomas Locke, if I remember mm. the name correctly. His point of view and like the whole philosophical debate and stuff. We'll get into it though, and I'll be I'll know more my points better on that as we go through research. Okay, as for me, um, uh, did all of them really need to climb up into the? P- plain flute fuselage yes. it seemed like a it seemed like it was hanging there on a thread you probably just could have sent uh who was the lightest one the hobbit probably you could have sent him you're up. gonna send the druggie well they don't know he's a druggie yet they just think Did he's you not like look at him? He j- they just think he's a top 40 backup vocalist oh <laughs> you know? i wanted to smack him when he started singing when he keeps singing his song yes mm-hmm. i mean i got it but oi yeah uh... let's see here uh Oh, okay. Here, I'll read one of mine while you're you're looking for a good one. Mm -hmm. So one of my first notes I wrote, how did he not get hurt landing where he did? Then the next thing I wrote, doctor, question mark. Then a few minutes later, drawing Mm -hmm. arrows, oh, he did get hurt. (laughs) Yes, he is a doctor. (laughs) I was like, okay, there we go. Yeah, you said a lot of your notes was question. Question. Oh, there's the answer. uh, For the question box uh, method of storytelling that J.J. Abrams (laughs) uses. Yes. Um, let's see here. Uh, what was I going to say? It was something really important too. Oh, I re- re- as much as you disliked uh, Charlie, the band member, the Hobbit, I, I really, him. I really enjoyed his reaction on the beach just because he was just like wandering around, like what, it, like he couldn't believe it, and like things were like exploding and going, and he was just like such in shock. I thought, it, I thought the actor did a really good job with just like being completely like overwhelmed and unfazed by everything, like un- un- unable, unable to even form a negative emotion or a fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. To anything going on around him, there. Yeah, I thought it was really, really strong. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't think I have many other bits that didn't um, make it into my notes. Yeah. Oh, one of mine was "Hello, pilot." Bye, pilot. Hello, pilot. <laughs> bye, bye, pilot. <laughs> Immediately after. Okay, let's see here. Arbitrary scale. Let's see. Out of out of seventeen trees falling mysteriously in the woods, <laughs> how many trees falling mysteriously in the woods do you give this episode? Alternatively. Out of uh, no, 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 just give me one scale. Can we okay, not? Can okay. we not? Please. Out of three crew members' bodies up in the trees, seventeen trees falling in the woods. Okay, let's stick with that. Um, I'm gonna go with thirteen. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I'm not gonna throw it up there being close to perfect because I just have no idea what's going. On. <laughs> I am seriously still lost. Yeah, you're you're still uh, right coming off the cliff of the cliffhanger. So you need to land that puppy before you make it a full. Yeah, I I I need the other half. So I need you guys patreon.com slash universe box because i want to watch the next half fair enough yeah so 13 mm-hmm. and as for me I'll, I'll go a little higher i'll go 15 oh hey you I, really liked it i really did enjoy it and i, I actually think 
uh, breaking up the pilot, watching the pilot into two, diff- two different parts it re- is really increasing my enjoyment of it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because like now I have a lot of anticipation. What's going to happen? Where you know I remember watching it the last time and I just went right to the next part. Oh, yeah. So so you know there wasn't really that anticipation. And I, if I remember correctly, there is a pretty big tonal shift. So it might be nice to have a little break, not too long of a break. Get donating over Patreon.com/slash/UniverseBox. But I no, I really liked it. I liked all the jump scares, and I, I, I just thought it was good overall. It was good. I enjoyed it. I, oh, it I want to see the next part. I want to see sure. the next. I may have to just watch it mm-hmm. anyway. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, well, if you guys want to let us know what you thought about this ep- part of the pilot or the next part, uh, go ahead and send in your feedback, and we'll go ahead and save it for when we go ser- go to series with this podcast. I, and you can just for now uh, go ahead and shoot us an email uh, with "lost in the subject line" or "we're so lost in yes. the subject line." Uh, to universeboxshow at gmail.com or shoot us a voicemail 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And Michael did that. Sent yes, us he a, did. Because uh, he's just started he's, a rewatch of his own. Yes, and he's recently. been pastoring us and pastoring us mm-hmm. and pastoring us. So we're like, all right, send us something. Yeah, and we did pitch him on a segment. I haven't listened to this yet, so I don't know if he does the segment, but if so, we'll talk about it right after this. Mm-hmm. Welcome. I'm Dr. Marvin Candle, and this is Michael Lucero's <laughs> voicemail for the Universe Box episode on Lost. <laughs> Lost is definitely uh, one of my favorite shows. It was my absolute number one the entire time it was on, and it only really slipped to a lower position after the series ended. Uh, I loved the ending as I was watching it. It was only looking back on it that I started to uh, feel dissatisfied with the story. Uh, but right now, for the past few weeks, I've been starting over and watching Lost from the very first episode to the very last, beginning to end, the first time ever. Uh, and already I'm noticing things I hadn't noticed before, seeing things in new lights now that I know uh, the answers to all the major questions and understanding what was really going on the whole time. I was kind of worried going into my rewatch that the parts that I had loved the most the first two or three or 108 times I'd seen them uh, wouldn't hold up from a post-lost viewpoint. But actually, I'm, I'm finding that a lot of the things that I found disappointing uh, are bothering me a lot less now or, or not at all. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, Something as like it that. were. Yes. Um, so, okay, so why you should keep giving the show a chance, even if you didn't necessarily like it from just the pilot. <laughs> that yes, that the is segment. the segment, <laughs> talking us down, because uh, we, we figured, like, even though we liked the fir- first episode, uh, there's going to be episodes, because we know from our Lost fan friends, mm-hmm. there's going to be an episode we're not going to like, and we want to keep pushing forward doing the podcast, so we want Michael to go ahead and chime in keep every week going. with why you need to keep watching, even if you want to jump, jump off the ship, so... So take it away, Michael, with that part. Okay, so I think uh, it's apparent from the very first episode uh, where the flashback device is first introduced. Lost is a very uh, non-linear show. It practically invented the character-centric flashback uh, format that's so popular now on other shows like Once Upon a Time. Mm. Uh, It may be the only show out there where the setting itself is a character. Uh, in more than just the usual metaphorical way that people usually mean when they say that. Uh, it has a very rich mythology, but it doesn't rely on uh, shocking twists. Uh, every time we get one of those, it's always so- solidly rooted in what that twist means for the characters' stories. Uh, and Lost has always been a character show. I think it, that's probably one of its biggest strengths. Uh, one of the earliest... Uh, techniques is to introduce a character, make you think you know exactly who they are, and then gradually turn that impression upside down. Uh, it plays with big ideas like us versus them, uh, light versus dark, miracles, destiny, 
the idea that everyone is inter, uh, interconnected, um, science versus faith, that sort of thing. But again, these very big picture, these deep themes are always rooted in ca- uh, powerful character moments. Mm-hmm. And probably my favorite character moment of the entire show, which is also an enormous mythology moment as well, uh, is at the ending of episode four, which is called Walkabout. And to this very day, I cannot watch that ending scene of that episode without crying a little mm-hmm. bit and uh, getting goosebumps. Uh, another reason to keep watching is that nearly everything Once Upon a Time tried to do, but mostly failed in, Lost did, and mostly <laughs> succeeded in. Um, flashback. No, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, seriously. That for the first, uh, you know, I, Bill always makes that joke that in Once Upon a Time, Rumple and Bill don't even have time to uh, get a lunch date. Uh, their timeline is so cramped. Mm-hmm. But that uh, doesn't really happen and lost it all is very organic and well spaced uh, the character arcs are consistent there's no uh, waxing waffling back and forth like regina in season two and three. <laughs> oh, am i good or am i bad and it's never <laughs> black and white like that in lost either um, but the character arcs are always consistent the rules for how things work on the show are pretty much never broken dead it really is always dead um mm. characters come back in uh flashbacks after they die uh, Mm. sometimes but if they die they don't um magically come back to life in a rip guy with the boots rip guy with the boots convoluted way uh not only that lost has an amazing and in my mind unparalleled ability to reinvent itself while still remaining true to what it was before and always has been um and i think season four like i said episode four of the first season uh walkabout is the real litmus test you definitely need to watch that far at least if you if you aren't hooked by then, it's probably safe to give up. Uh, <laughs> but I think that you will really love the series. Uh, so thank you. Namaste. And good luck. <laughs> thank you very much, Michael. Namaste to Namaste. you too. Namaste to you too. And yeah, and ho- hopefully if uh, you know we, we can get this going full time. Uh, we'd, we'd like to get to that fourth episode. Yeah, w- but we would also love to have you uh, call in with these on, on a regular, semi-regular basis, Michael. Because yes, we, uh, we know you love the show and we'd love to have your voice on this podcast because, I mean, you're one of the people that we, we're doing it for, right. honestly. Well, now I'm like, I'm always looking at his tweets and like hashtag and <laughs> mm-hmm. lost and I'm like, I don't know. I'm so we want to be there, but we need people to donate at patreon.com slash universe box in order Seriously? to get there. You do? Or I'm just going to sit and binge watch it and then it's, I'm just going to be messed up. Yeah, promise. you can't binge watch I it. I know. And that's why I'm binge watching The Good Wife. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So I guess that about does it for our first episode of We're So Lost. Wow! Already. Already. Uh, nice yeah. quick one. As always, uh, feedback, universeboxshow at gmail.com, <laughs> uh, voicemail 424-274-2352. Uh, now, Amory, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on the Twitters at AMD Simone or at any of our other podcasts. Yeah, which you, you can find all of those, all those podcasts, podcasts at universebox.com. And you can find me online at, on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Well, I guess that about does it. We will have a website for this once we go Soon. live with it. Yeah, yes. it, it'll be at we're so lost.com. Yes, I love it. And uh, so hopefully we can, we can get more episodes soon. Uh, Patreon.com slash universebox. Well, I guess this that's is like a big advertisement mm-hmm. too. I'm sorry, guys. We really don't like doing this, but, but we want to do we, the show. We want to do the show, and, so we and have to. We know to. you want it, so it, we we figured we'd get this pilot episode up, uh, so you guys could kind of get an idea of what what you're missing, what you're missing, what you're missing. Okay, so, so. I guess that that'll do it for uh, this time. And we actually put our clothes, our show clothes, into the so dock, we don't so. fumble it. Uh, <clears throat> join us next, next time, time because, because we're so lost. <laughs> We are, though. We are really, really lost.